Hello everyone, I'm Miles. And I'm Christine. And this is Uni Life with Canvas Nottingham. Yeah, it is. So how's your morning going? So far, so good. Today is a nice day. So it's good. So um, upcoming, Christine, right around the time we're listening to this is Valentine's Day. Any big plans for your Valentine's Day? Oh my gosh, so many huge plans. Yeah? <laughs> no. Uh, my youngest sister, Kara, actually asked if I would be her Valentine this year. So I'm pretty sure we're going to FaceTime on Valentine's Day, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. Other than that, yeah. I have no plans. So... If you bought yourself chocolate or flowers, which one would be more enjoyable on Valentine's Day? Um, probably flowers. They last longer and chocolate's fine, but yeah, I would prefer flowers. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. So uh, this Valentine's Day, uh, you said you're going to be celebrating with Kara, your sister. Um, how does that feel going into Valentine's Day? So I think we should back up a little bit and um, state just, you know, the facts. I'm single. That's why one of the reasons why I'm hanging out with my sister, we're hanging out together. She also is single. And so how do I feel about Valentine's Day? I personally feel fine about it. I feel comfortable saying this because when this airs, it will be after Valentine's Day, but I've sent both of my sister's Valentine's Day little packages in the parcels in the mail. And so um, that has been really fun to like anticipate them receiving them. And so, yeah, I guess in uh, in some ways I'm looking forward to Valentine's Day, which may not be the assumed response because I think sometimes singleness and Valentine's Day <laughs> can clash a little bit. Yeah. And so this week, we intentionally want to talk about the topic of singleness on a podcast. And one of the reasons why is singleness is something we don't really talk about as a part of our culture. Uh, it is something that's sort of put off into the periphery and um, discussed only in certain settings um, but we wanted to make it a natural topic to talk about because it is something that a lot of us experience on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's also something that like, even if you aren't single, you know, single people in your life. So I think it's a, a really important topic. I think Christine has some wonderful thoughts. So we thought we would interview Christine about the topic of singleness today. <laughs> oh, what to be known for the singleness expert. <laughs> <laughs> so uh just a little bit to give people a little bit of a background on you like what were your thoughts of singleness did you think you'd be almost 32 and single or and uh, no does anyone imagine being 32 and single I don't I mean yes that is actually I think that is some true for some people I think they do um, imagine them, themselves 32 and single. I personally did not. I'm pretty sure there were times in my life um, when I was younger and more naive when I would, you know, make 
grand claims of like how I was definitely going to be married by 30 and have kids, um, you know, in my early thirties and be a younger mom. And, um, yeah, just a very, um, I guess, idealistic view on my future. And there are some things that I think that we can play, uh, a really active role in, you know, like depending on what career we want, you know, chasing that and things of that nature. But uh, relationally, you know, being in a relationship, getting married, et cetera, I think sometimes can, you can try and you can put yourself out there and you can really want to be in a relationship. And at the end of the day, you can still be single. And so that is where I personally am at showing up today. Yeah. So like you talked about in your 20s, having this roadmap for your life all planned out uh, about being married and then starting to have kids probably by this age. Uh, How does it feel that that roadmap hasn't exactly gone to plan, quote unquote, from your 20 year old vision? I don't want to just say like, oh, it's been hard because I think sometimes we have a tendency to do that like make it a sweeping statement or distill like 10 years of our life down to like, oh, it was this or it was that. Um, I think it's been more of a mixture of ebbing and flowing. There have been days when it hasn't crossed my mind. There have been other days when it has been really difficult and um, there have been seasons when I have completely ignored being single and just avoided the relational status topic altogether. And there are other seasons when I have, you know, really grappled with how I feel about being single. And um, yeah, so it has been a mixture of feelings and thoughts in regards to singleness along the way. In regards to being here today, almost 32 and single, it definitely is not what I envisioned and it's not what I would have chosen if I was in complete control of the situation. So that has definitely had some disappointment with it along the way in not being able to have what I want when I want it. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned it being a mixed bag. I think that's a really great metaphor. Um, And some of the things that are harder, like what are some of the things that have made the journey of singleness harder? I think comparison is one thing that makes singleness harder. In and of itself, I think being single is not as hard as when you put singleness side by side with a relationship and compare and contrast what a relationship has to offer that singleness doesn't. Um, because I think comparison typically results in a loss in some way. And so that's something that I think has been difficult in being single 
I also think at times I have felt, you know, a bit left behind in the experience of singleness as many of my friends have been in serious relationships, gotten married, had kids, and as those phases of life develop and change, I think the relatability or connection to me at times has felt like it's decreased. And I think that's such a hard experience to have um, when you when what I want is like to be in those seasons together, to be talking about our lives as newlyweds together or what it's like to be a young mom raising our kids and like exchanging stories um, partially because that's how I imagined it, but also because I think there's something really special in getting to be in those seasons together with your friends. And so, yeah, I think there that has created a, an element of loneliness at times in feeling like, you know, most of my friends, or a lot of them at least, um, are not in this season or in this phase of life that it involves singleness like mine does. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like a lack of a connection point with some of the people closest to you. Um, at times, uh, has our society uh, in our culture, have they contributed to uh, some of the difficulties in singleness? Definitely. I want to note, if you have made it this far and you're not single, well done for continuing to listen. I think that there is something for everyone in just like revisiting the topic of singleness because, like you said earlier, we're interacting with single people day in and day out. And they could be your housemates or your siblings or your course mates or whatever. And I think sometimes we can, our, our senses or connection to the experience of singleness in singleness can be so heightened. You know, our feelings towards it can be extreme at times. And then it seems like, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but for me, I know in moments or times when I've been dating or in a relationship, it's like I completely disconnect from that experience and kind of forget about what the challenges are. And I kind of lose a little of that relatability, I think, to people who are still single, who are in my life. And so I think this is hopefully a good reminder for all of us um, to just be more aware of the single people in our lives and maybe have a little insight into what their experience, if not their experience, at least my experience is of singleness. And so, yes, definitely there is societal pressure. I was talking to somebody earlier today about it and she was sharing about how even sometimes it's not spoken societal pressure. Like if, you know, your all of your housemates are in a relationship and you are not, there seems to be this unspoken pressure of around being in a relationship. Even though nobody's saying it, it just like you it, it, I think I can feel like the outsider in those moments. Um so I think a pressure comes in that way. Sometimes it's like 
through our parents or our peers or just people in our life that seem to consistently be asking like, so are there any guys in your life? Are you dating anyone? Um, Are you online dating? You know, do you have any dating profiles or whatever the question of the day is? Um, Which I think in a lot of times has those people have the greatest intentions in asking those. I think they really want to show that they care in those moments. And I think something that can be communicated that they're not verbally saying, but that can be taken away from those conversations or that I hear is like, why are you not in a relationship? Why are you still single? Why haven't you found somebody to date? Why are you not married? And I think that pressure of this need to progress like on a relational scale can sometimes be the thing that I feel as a single person. Mm. Yeah. The pressure that like, Oh, you're not enough as you currently are. People always want to progress you into a different state of life sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's similar to, you know, within like the corporate world or the business world, we talk about like climbing the corporate ladder, you know, like you're, you you started an entry level position, but then like, how are you working up to like gain a promotion in your company? I feel relationally society puts this pressure on single people in a similar way where it's like, are you going to get the promotion to dating? Where's your promotion to marriage? You know? And that's totally, I don't think, true of singleness or any of those phases. But I think that that is the way that it feels sometimes in the way it through things that people communicate in life. Hmm. I think that's such an excellent metaphor. So, yeah, don't climb, don't feel pressure to climb some sort of invisible societal ladder out there. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's something that I hope that this conversation can work against in some ways and just like encouraging the single people out there to take a step today in contentment in where they are and let go of some of the societal pressure that says you should be somewhere else. Do you see any other lies or misinformation that our society sort of sort of feeds uh, single people, especially younger single people? Yeah. So for me, I think some of the lies that I can believe in my singleness is that uh, being like seasons of singleness or being single is a bad thing. And It's something that's negative and I should complain about it and it will only improve when I get in a relationship. Other ones are that being single means that I'm alone. That relationally singleness means me, myself, and I. And in a relationship means togetherness. 
to have a companion to to not be alone, essentially. Another one I think that you touched on earlier is that singleness means that I'm less valuable, that I have less opportunities in life, that I am less than or behind or in some ways um, less significant than people who are quote unquote, further along in life and have gotten married and those kinds of things. So when you, from your experience, have either chosen to believe one of these lies or to lean into the pressure, what have been the results or manifestation in your life in your past? So another one that I didn't touch on, but that I think is the one that I can probably that stands out to me a lot is the lie that when we're single, sometimes it's because we're too picky. And so especially people who have been single for a long period of their life and don't date very much, I think there can be this message communicated in different formats of like, if you would just lower your standards, like you just have unrealistic expectations are too picky. And so that's why you're single. And I, I think this is important to talk about because in some situations, I think that's true. I think we can have unrealistic expectations of what a partner can realistically be in, in life. I do not think that the media or TV or television or any of that does us any good in this area because the people that they portray are in some ways, quote unquote, perfect. And if that is my bar, this like person that doesn't exist, well, then I'm most likely not going to find them. Right. So like, that's not helpful. But what I'm talking about for me in particular is that I really want to be married to someone for the rest of my life. And I want to be happily married. And I think that there is a level of intentionality and patience in waiting as you're looking for that person who have who has the qualities of a, of a partner that I want. For my life. And so I think in the waiting, in the impatience that our culture seems to just feast on, there's this message that's communicated that we're too picky and we should lower our standards so that we can have what we want, quote unquote, which is a relationship now. And so I I don't even think that's that somebody has to say that. I think that we can just like for me it um, you know, there have been seasons in my life when I've just probably told myself that lie that like, oh, Christine, the reason you're single is because you're too picky. And so you should just like, just give it a try. Just see if this person is, um, you know, I, the, I don't know <laughs> if this person is a better fit than you originally imagined or whatever. And so I think that the line of like being open 
to getting to know a person and um, convincing yourself of something that's not true is is a fine line to walk, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Almost like this instant gratification, like, oh, I want to be in a relationship, so I'm going to settle for what's in front of me instead of being patient for perhaps something better down the road. Yeah. And it's so tempting, especially when there are people around that are available and that you can be in a relationship with that, you know, internally, you know, I don't think this is who I, the kind of person I want to be in a relationship with, but I really want to be in a relationship. And so it's like choosing what to say yes to in that moment. And for me personally, there was a time, you know, quite a few years ago when I, for months and months and months and months and months was pursued by this guy that in my gut, I think I knew like, it's a no, this is not, you are not, you don't tick all the boxes of the partner that I want to be with long-term. But like over time, I was lonely. I found that time of my life to be really hard. And so I ended up saying yes to dating this person eventually because it, in the moment it satisfied something in me that I wanted, which was, you know, to be in a relationship, to have a partner, that kind of thing. So this was one lie that you believed in your life that you were being too picky or unrealistic expectations. How you entered into this relationship, like what was some of the manifestation of believing that lie and entering into this relationship? I think first, I just want to say that when we believe lies and we act upon them, it never ends well. And so this is a prime example of that. Had I assessed this person and thought, I would love to get to know you because I think you are a wonderful human and potentially the person I want to spend my life with, I think the relationship would have gone completely different. But because I entered into the relationship believing this lie of like, my standards are too high and I should just maybe change the kind of person that I am going to maybe have as a partner long term. I wasn't really interested in truly getting to know this person for who they were. I said yes to this relationship because I wanted that person to satisfy me. And so like that was my end goal in our interactions was, you know, are you going to make me feel less lonely and are you going to make me feel good and that's not the purpose of a relationship. Um, and so looking back, I can see that. But in the moment, it was not good, I would say. Hmm. And what I'm hearing you say is like, because of sometimes we believe these lies, both people in the relationship can get hurt. 
Totally. Like I was not a good girlfriend because I wasn't genuinely there showing up because I really cared about this individual. I was there because I would, I selfishly wanted something for myself. And I think there has to be an element of selflessness in relationships in order for them to not just an element. Like I think it's like, there is a, a call to like die to yourself in, in, in being in a healthy, happy, thriving marriage. If that's my guess, I obviously have never been married, but from the outside looking in, it seems like it has you, it's like two people that choose to make it about the other person. And if we enter into a relationship making it all about us, like I did in this relationship that I'm talking about, I don't think it has a chance of winning, of being a success. Yeah, I mean, so talking to some of my married friends, they say, when you get married, you realize how selfish you are. And it's a big part of that is like learning to be selfless and caring about other people. So I think that's a great um, piece of wisdom that you shared. Uh, This was one specific lie you've had experience with. How do you, as you said earlier, when we start believing lies, there is negative consequences. How do some of these other societal lies um, cause negative consequences in our lives? So I think another one that is prevalent is like this idea of loneliness What I want to say is that we can totally feel lonely when we're single. Your feelings are totally valid. I have totally felt single and lonely at the same time. Um, I have been single and felt lonely, I guess I should say. What I think the lie is, is that because I am single, therefore I will always be lonely until I'm like the solution to loneliness is to be in a relationship. That's not true. I think there are probably many people who are in relationships who still feel lonely. And so if we believe that to be true, then we're going to, I think, find ourselves in in a bit of a problem later down the road when we do enter into the relationship and realize that it's not actually going to satisfy our loneliness. I think the truth of the matter is that we can be connected in many relational ways outside of a romantic relationship. And through that, we can experience authentic community and companionship and feel really close to people and not experience loneliness in our singleness. But when we do feel lonely and we believe that singleness is the reason for our loneliness, And that being in a relationship or being close to someone is going to solve that. I think oftentimes what I've observed people doing is saying yes, similarly to what I did, to either, uh, you know, hooking up with someone or dating someone or being in a relationship with someone. Again, not for the purpose of this is somebody who I, you know, really want to get to know. I 
see a lot of greatness in them and I want to spend more time with them, I think instead of those, you know, more pure good intentions, I think we enter in to those relationships again, wanting something. Can you satisfy this feeling of loneliness in me? And because it's a transactional experience, we need something, they're giving it, where we lose the ability, I think, to assess the relationship in other areas. You know, like, is this good for me? Is this good for the other person? Um, Is this healthy? Am I making, you know, good decisions when I'm with this person? Does it, is this person somebody I want to be more like, you know, like I feel like we, we lose some of that critical thinking, that assessment that I think a relationship needs, especially in the early days, because we're not, um, intending really, I think to end up long-term with that person. We're thinking more in the short term short-term satisfaction. Will you give me what makes me feel better? And even if they say yes and they give you whatever you're looking for over time, I think what I've experienced is that you end up feeling more lonely than you did to begin with. Mm. I think that's great wisdom. Uh, and some of the lonely, loneliest people I've ever met are sometimes married people. Uh, so it it doesn't coincide with the relational status. Yes. And I think it's so important thinking forward to potentially being married one day to learn to be satisfied in myself. Because what I want in a relationship is to bring something to the relationship, to bring me and my experience and the good and the bad and the difficulties. And I want to be able to focus myself on that other individual. And I want that in return. And so I think an opportunity that we have in singleness um, that we probably don't spend as much time thinking about because we're thinking about many of the things we don't have in singleness is we have this great time and opportunity in our singleness to develop some of those skill sets that we will take with us either later in life, even if we continue to be single. I think there's we can grow in our singleness. It's not like a stagnant experience. But also, if we do end up in a relationship, romantic or just friendships, you know, down the road, I think that we have the ability to show up better, more full versions of ourselves. And I think that we can, the growth period can take place more easily in singleness. Hmm. So... For a large part of our podcast, we talked about some of the lies that relationships uh, are told to us by our culture and by other people. But I guess to counterbalance the lies, there's truth 
And what is some of the truth about singleness? And you started sharing it in that previous one, that it provides an opportunity to work on yourself and to really become that person you would want to become later in life. Uh, what are some of the other areas of truth that you see in singleness? Yeah, so just to expand on that idea of becoming the person that you want to be while you're single, there's a guy named Andy Stanley, and something he says in regards to singleness is, are you becoming the person that you're looking for is looking for? Are you becoming the person that you're looking for is looking for? And that kind of puts the ownership back on us rather than singleness being viewed as like a problem or something that's holding us back. We, it kind of, we, we take back the reins in singleness and take ownership of what we're going to do with that time in our life. And so I think a truth of singleness is that it's, it has good on offer. Goodness can come from being single. And we have the opportunity to play an active role in that being true for us. In leveraging this time of our life the best it can be. Surrounding ourselves with great people and chasing our dreams and thinking about it as in some ways i think there's a lot of freedom that comes from being single like so much of it can of my life can be based on what i choose it to be um there's you don't have to compromise with a partner um in your singleness and i think that there's a lot of freedom to explore yourself. What do I like? What do I dislike? What am I passionate about? Where do I want to live? How do I want to live? How do I want to spend my money? Like, I think singleness is a great opportunity to really learn about ourselves. I think that's a great, like, reframing it into learning more about who we are as people and what our passions and desires are. Have you experienced any other uh, truths in your life that you've been able to live into? Yeah, another one would be in regards to the lie that singleness equals loneliness. I think that the complete opposite of that can be true. I think that we can feel so connected and known and experience deep belonging in seasons of singleness through other relationships that are not romantic. And I think the first step in that is identifying that it could be possible and then asking ourselves like, what it, what's one step I can take to try to make that a reality in my life? Like what can I do to, um, develop friendships in this time of singleness. And a lot of times I think that just is as simple as like sending a text message like, hey, want to go for a walk? Or, hey, how are you doing? Or that kind of thing. The power of pursuing 
another individual, I think it plays a huge role in us feeling connected in our loneliness that we may experience while we are single. Yeah. I think these are so important, these truths, like, because sometimes we get bombarded with these lies that we've talked about earlier, that we forget some of the things that are so true about this state of life, that Mm -hmm. there's a lot in value and a lot we can learn in this season. We're running um, to the end of our time together. I just wanted to see if you had any final thoughts on singleness that you really think is important for our listeners. I think encouraging people who are listening, who are single, who may be finding this time in their life to be hard. I just want to say that you are valuable just as you are with your single status, that you are not alone. I'm very much with you in this time of singleness, whether it is something that you are totally comfortable with right now, or if you're single and this is not how you envisioned your life going, you're not alone in that experience. I would encourage you to feel the feels of singleness. If it is that you're feeling lonely today, I encourage you to show yourself kindness and allow yourself to feel the sadness or the disappointment. If you are in a season of singleness and you're feeling great about it, I think that you have the opportunity to share some of that positivity and encouragement to other single people that you are around. And lastly, if you are single and you don't have other single friends, I would strongly encourage you to try to make some because I think that there is something really valuable in in going through life with people who you feel understood by and who can relate to you and you can relate to them. And so I think if you know of someone who is also single that you haven't caught up with in a while, I would encourage you to reach out to them and ask them, you know, how they've been doing and, and reconnect in some way to the other single people in your life. I just implore you to rewind the past two minutes and just re-listen to exactly what Christine said for the past two minutes, because there's so much truth in that. Like you are valuable. You are enough. Don't, don't shortchange your experiences right now. There is so much goodness in uh, this time of life. Yeah, I think seasons of singleness, which I feel like I've said 967 times today, being single cannot just be like okay or average or something that you endure and get through. It can be so good. There is There are things on offer in the times of being single that there there will be no access to in marriage no access to in when you have kids or at least much less like you will not have you will just you, sometimes i think we think that when we get into 
a, a long-term relationship that there's only gain for us. Like, oh, we're only going to level up when we get into a long-term relationship. But it's not. It's an exchange. It's a trade-in. Like, you give up certain things so that you can get other things in return. And I would just encourage you to explore what those things are that you have access to right now because you're single and try to make the most of those in this time in your life. That is definitely something that I personally am trying to do when I am single. I think that's such a great point because I think the trade-off model is so true. Instead of like lying to ourselves saying we're better than married people, it's just different. And so there are benefits to this of being single. There's benefits to being in a relationship. There's benefits to being married. There's benefits being married with kids. It's just different. And I think there's value though here and that you are enough as you are. You don't have to be something else. Yep. So um, again, Thank you all for listening to the Uni Life podcast with Canvas Nottingham. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Canvas Nottingham. And feel free to join us on Monday, February the 22nd for the podcast discussion on singleness. We would love to hear your thoughts if you agreed or disagreed with anything that was said today. See you soon. Bye. Bye.